Okay. Hello, and welcome to The Art of Healing. I'm your host, Faith Amusu. This is a show where we explore what it means to heal in all of its forms. Healing is not linear, and there are multiple aspects ranging from mind and body to the spirit and or soul. The darkness always comes to light, and in light of the pandemic, some of us might have noticed that there is not only room to grow, but wounds to heal. I hope this show will help you navigate your, your healing journey. Everyone heals at their own pace, and today we are going to talk about how one student incorporates healing practices into her everyday life. My guest today is Sarah Smith, a student who attends the University of Berkeley, who's majoring in rhetoric with an emphasis in narrative and images and African-American studies with an emphasis in literature. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, I'm happy to be Hi. here. I'm happy to have you here. So I guess we'll just begin. Um, if you could pinpoint it, when would you say your healing journey began? Ooh, okay. Um, I think that for me, ooh, that is a hard question. I think like when I started really caring about like healing in terms of like my mental health and like my like mind and soul um, was probably like sophomore year of college. So, oh boy, I don't know the year, but um, sophomore year of college, um, it was like right after my dad passed away and I realized that you have to take care of your mental health and you need to not just care about what you look like and um, think about like what it is that like you care about, like what brings you joy um, and like maintaining that joy. Um, and then also when you're not, when you're not like um, always like, what's the word like, uh, when you're not always feeling that joy, recognizing that like it's okay and that um, you can grow from that um, and that like life goes on, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> right, thank you for that. And I'm so sorry to hear that your father passed away. Um, so you mentioned maintaining joy and I was wondering like, what does that look like for you or what practices help you maintain that joy? Yeah. Um, so I, before the pandemic for me, a lot of that was like working out, going on walks, um, seeing my friends, um, reading. I really like reading. So since the pandemic, um, or like within the pandemic, I've been going on walks. Um, I've been reading, um, painting, um, is like not something that I, I'm very great at, um, but it's fun to do. Um, and also just doing like art related things. Um, I like learned how to do Photoshop over summer and like was practicing that. So those are some things that I've been like um, doing that have like brought me joy. But I think like for a lot of the um, things that I've been doing that like bring me joy. Like I haven't been doing them as like consistently as I want to. Um, but I think like I've learned to like, I don't know, just like find time to like, um, like just relax and like um, practice, like just being with myself and like not like thinking about like school or work or like, yeah. So I guess that's what joy like would be for me like a like not a specific activity because I suck at uh, maintaining doing the same thing like <laughs> I'm really bad at that right now but I think like remembering that like um for me like joy is just like 
taking a step back from school and work and like um, spending some time with myself and like spending some time um, like working on something that like makes me feel good and like makes me feel like I'm like not owing anything to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful answers. Okay, and then so, um, tell us a little bit more, or tell us, you know, just to begin with about your research proposal for those who don't know outside of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my research proposal is about, um, there's a play from 1976 called For Colored Girls Who Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough by Antozaki Shange. And in 2006, um, a woman named, a black woman named Nzika Stewart, she set out to write an adaptation of the play um, into a screenplay for film. And then she went to Lionsgate to produce, um, to have them produce the film. Um, and she pl planned to be director and um, full writer for that, but they directed her to Tyler Perry who took over the film. Um, and so my research will be looking at her um, screenplay because um, it was never produced and Tyler Perry Tyler Perry's production is the one that was um, eventually produced and that's his 2010 film. Um, so because of that, um, I thought it was really important to acknowledge um, her intellectual labor there. Um, and then also um, within the play, I'm looking at rearticulations of healing experiences um, through the lens of Black feminist thought and also a theory of rhetorical um, healing, which um, argues that um, basically uh, many Black women writers uh, articulate um, messages about healing um, and like well-being um, to Black women um, in, in their writing. And so that's what I'm looking for um, in, in Zynga Stewart's screenplay. Wow, so that's super heavy work. Um, so do you feel like keeping up with your healing practices kind of maybe takes off the, um, even though I'm sure it's enlightening, but like, you, do you feel like healing, doing your own healing practices as well definitely kind of helps to like not alleviate the pressure, but just makes it a little lighter? Yeah, I definitely like, I, I wrote about it in my proposal too, like um, having like, cause my, so my practices that I that I have now, um, and like I said that sophomore year was like the start of my healing journey, um, that had a lot to do with me interning um, at The Well, which is a black health and wellness organization through the University Health Center. Um, and I worked with two amazing black women who just like taught me a lot and like, um, I don't know if I would be the same person I am if I didn't have the opportunity to work with them. Um, and so through that internship, I learned a lot of practices that I still um, use today. And um, basically um, I talked about um, those in my proposal because I feel that I wouldn't have even like gone, like I've been studying literature, but not healing in literature um, throughout college. So I feel like I, um, would not have like considered that. And I haven't started my research yet. So I, this is all proposed, but um, I wouldn't have been interested in that if it wasn't for that um, internship and um, specifically the two um, people that I worked with. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So that sounds amazing. And 
Are there any creative hobbies that you picked up during the pandemic? Yeah. Um, so I actually bought a DSLR camera over this like pandemic and I like have always been like kind of into photography but never thought like I could actually like be a photographer or anything and then I was like you know what I'm gonna do it and so I bought it and I like started like teaching myself and like um, I ended up buying like um, actually originally I started just like um, me and my roommate started taping um, sheets and like um, curtains to the wall and did whole photo shoots we were using our um our lights as like as lights i guess yeah um we made like a um a foil like light reflector um so we were really we were really experimenting and like had a lot of creative energy um last semester and um over the summer and so i think that's like the the biggest thing that not only was like a creative thing that i did but also um something that like brought me a lot of joy and like let, allowed us to like forget that we're in this crazy pandemic and that um the world is really scary outside um right now and so um definitely a good um escape that i'm also like I have a lot of really cool pictures and like memories um, from, so yeah. That's so creative and so much fun, I bet. Um, so I know you mentioned some of your healing practices before. I believe um, we also talked about like doing yoga and things like that. Um, do you wanna to touch a little bit more on that? Yeah. Um, so before like I began my healing journey, um, part of why I was like hesitant on picking like picking a date for that um, is because I like started um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to explain this. So I was really into fitness, um, like really, really into fitness. Um, and so I like worked at a gym and I wanted to get personal training certification. Um, and so I was learning things about yoga and like um, yoga and like working out. I loved weightlifting um, and still love it, but sadly can't do it the same way because don't have access to a gym. But <laughs> um, those things were really um, like, they're really good activities that I, practiced on a daily basis that helped clear my mind. Um, but I, with the pandemic, I've had to take a step back. And then beyond that, I've also had to take a step back because of just like uh, getting obsessed in like gym culture and like becoming obsessed with like these ideas about my body um, and like needing to like fit like some image of myself that I was creating that like I didn't need to and like wasn't serving me um and so like I'm definitely not serving my like mental well-being either um and so now I practice yoga a lot differently than I did before um and practice exercise a lot differently than I did before um and I do it as a way that I I'm like okay I'm taking care of myself um I'm also like not doing this for anyone other than myself. Um, and then I also, um, before I would meditate, but I never did guided meditations before. I would always do like, I would just like sit to myself in the little like meditation rooms that I to and like um, do breathing exercises. But um, I started using the Calm app 
Um, and I started using um, like some playlists on Spotify, which I actually didn't think that I would like enjoy, but I actually really like them, especially because um, they have a lot of like tips and like, I don't know, just like really, like they have me really thinking sometimes. <laughs> so I appreciate it. And like thinking afterwards is what I appreciate is like the, um, I guess like ways of like, um, I don't know, like they give a lot of strategies um, for like dealing with stress, anxiety, with um, dealing with like overwhelming thoughts and like knowing how to like cope with um, all of these things. So um, yeah, those are the practices that I've been using lately. I'm trying to think other than that, um, I guess like another big thing that I use is like, um, I bought a planner this year and so, I used to like swear by planners in high school, but in college, I've just been a mess. <laughs> and so I have not been using planners like that, but I was like, okay, this year I'm gonna get it together and I'm gonna get a planner. So I got a planner and I've been getting it together and it's been great. Um, I've been journaling, love it. Um, I've been journaling um, in my little planner. And like, um, I also like, I just have so much to say right now, but <laughs> I also, um, I like, I love writing and like, um, I've like loved writing since I was a kid, but um, when my dad passed, I like had a really hard time like writing things that were like personal to me because it's like, just like, it was just a lot like grieving and like not knowing what to do with that. And like, also just like, there's just, yeah, there's just so much that came with like writing about things that were personal to me. Um, and so like, using a planner now has helped me like through the pandemic like recently within the last couple of months has helped me get back into the swing of like okay I can write about myself I can talk about myself on paper again without feeling like anxiety or like um going into like a spiral of like stressful and like sad thoughts Wow. So yeah, those are all really great practices. And I love how you mentioned um, just the ways you meditate. I feel like a lot of people have this like kind of assumption or like just like this predisposed idea that meditation is like sitting still and being quiet and, you know, doing, I guess, the meditation that you more so see in the media, but there's just so many different forms. So I love that you're indulging in some of the more like just like yeah guided meditations and things like that are super awesome and you actually answered my follow-up question which was going to be like I imagine as a rhetoric major and an African-American major with an emphasis in literature that you do a lot of writing so I love that you already answered that um, and yeah writing is such a powerful and necessary form of healing I feel like so that's incredible I'm glad to hear it Um, so yeah, so you could um, tell us more about, I guess, what it means to be a rhetoric major for those who don't know. Yeah, um, so basically, wow, this is, I've, I haven't done this in a while, let me think. <laughs> um, so rhetoric is about like, Oh boy, <laughs> let me just actually think for one second. Because I studied narrative and image, so rhetoric is really big. Um, I specifically was looking at like um, like literature, like plays, short story, and like in that I was looking at like 
how people are saying things um, and not just saying them, but like writing, expressing things um, and like what like things like what messages people receive from um, those like texts and like performances as well. Um, and then also thinking about like um, like basically meaning like what are what is what is, what is the meaning of um, these like um, different things I'm looking at um, specifically like narrative and image um, that is a very like that is a very like specific to my concentration but rhetoric is a very very big field and very interesting um, there's also like a lot about like um, like speaking um, and like public speech and like um, what like argument you're making, what um, what like I guess narrative you're telling and like how you're telling it, why you're telling it, um, what strategies you use to tell it, um, how like this like where the strategies come from. There's just so much to say, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's basically rhetoric. <laughs> awesome, super insightful. Um, and yeah, I imagine so. I'm sure you've like probably developed so many like communication skills through this, and I feel like communication is a really huge part of healing as well. You know, communicating how you feel or communicating an idea and things like that. So yeah, do you feel like being a rhetoric major has also helped you, um, and even just a writer? Um, help you express yourself maybe more thoroughly or like say you know exactly what you mean in some way yeah <laughs> I think like um so regardless of like what major I was going to choose in college I think I was always going to do something writing like it was like when I came in I was going to do like comparative literature in English and Spanish and then I was going to do English and then Rhetoric, and rhetoric was my final choice. And I would have done creative writing if they had a creative writing major, but they only had a minor here. Um, but I think I think that's like my, I really do think it's like my personality, like in terms of like, um, I'm just like the type of person to like tell my, like I'm a talker. Like I definitely like, if I get to know someone really well, like I could tell them my whole life, like, um, I like tell like I don't know I just I like telling things I like sharing things um and I've kind of like always been like that um so but I do think yeah so I don't even know if my major exactly informed like informs my like being able to express myself or if like I chose my major because I enjoy expressing myself and I was like okay I know how to do this I'm gonna do this <laughs> That's that's so cool, though, that you were able to find a major that also incorporates things that you're already practicing in your life. So that's awesome. Um, and OK, so, yeah, I guess what I'll ask is like through all these experiences of like what you've learned in school and like working at um, the well and all these different like black resource centers and things like that, how does that inform um, your idea of healing? And yeah. Yeah. Um... I think that specifically through my experience with the well, but um, also like um, the African-American studies major is like, there's a, there's a lot to it, but I um, specifically, I studied um, literature. And so 
um, I had a professor, his name is Derek Scott, and he's so cool, but um, he taught me a lot and like he specifically talked about healing in a, in a lot of Black literature and I think um, as we know like healing is really important because we do have to heal from like generational and ongoing traumas um, and so I think that, um, oh boy, why am I forgetting the question? I think my understanding of healing um, was shaped by those experiences. Um, and oh boy, can you ask the question again? <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, basically, it was just like how the sum of your experiences, whether it be like through education or through your experience at the well, or even the research proposal that you're working on right now, um, how does that inform your idea of healing or um, kind of like shift it in any way? Yeah. Okay. I definitely think it, um, in terms of how, I, I definitely think like it taught me that like you do need to heal, especially because like in my family, like, like there was no going to therapy, like, and like, yeah, it was just a mess. Um, and before um, college, like I, I didn't have, I was actually just thinking about this early. I didn't have like the, um, like the skills or the, I don't wanna say I didn't have the skills, but I didn't have like the, the tools and like the resources to like know like, okay, so I'm sad and like, it's not the end of the world and I'm not gonna die today. Like, and I think like, um, I think that that's something that a lot of Black people struggle with um, just because like continual oppression and like continuous also um, like lack of resources. And I think that was like the biggest issue with like my childhood is just having like um, hella kids and like just like not enough like prioritization of healing and like wellness and like taking care of yourself. Um, and so I think that um, coming to college and like having the Black Resource Center, having this experience with the well, having also classes where I'm talking about healing and literature and like classes where I'm talking about like um, healing, like, like in all like, or I haven't really talked about healing that much in classes, but um, I guess like I think like themes of healing come across a lot. I, I think that through the well, I've been seeing healing in more spaces that healing isn't like always there, um, especially like when you think about like liberation and like um, liberation, like or liberatory practices and liberatory like, um, like what's the word like uh, spaces and like, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, like, <laughs> Um, when you think about those things, um, and I've thought about those things in classes, I'm not an expert, but um, um, I've thought about healing in those ways. Um, and so because of that, I think that I've like gained an arsenal of like healing practices and like ways of thinking about life and like the world um, in a way that I know that like I am ready to continue and like ready to like um, take care of myself and also like heal, I guess. Yeah. That was so informative. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. And yeah, good luck on everything. Good luck on the rest of your healing journey. 
And yeah, I'm wishing you the best. Um, Sarah's contact information can be found on KPCR Radio. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, I'm Faith Amusu.